Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 23, where Jeremy and Jeff review the 2012 Blair Estate Pinot Noir. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy from Texas Wine Lover. And this is Jeff. Uh, so today we're sitting down doing a uh, kind of an interesting thing. We're doing a Skype call and we're doing a dual tasting of the same wine, which is a 2012 Pinot Noir out of California. And th- this wine uh, actually comes from Blair Estate. Uh, the owner and winemaker is Jeffrey Blair. Um, happens to be a Facebook friend of mine. And he, he offered us uh, this opportunity to taste his 2012 Pinot Noir. Yeah, it should be exciting. And uh, a shout out to Jeff. Thank you for doing this. And we appreciate the bottles. All right. Uh, so, Jeff, I, I haven't opened my bottle yet. Have you? No, I haven't. I'm thirsty. All right. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Time to pull the cork and get these, get this thing open enough. Oh, I got a squeaky corkscrew. All right. All right. One mine. All right. So the first thing I noticed out of the bottle is it definitely looks like a Pinot Noir, a little bit lighter color, uh, kind of a uh, a light garnet with even slighter light rim variation. I'll, I'll verify that. By the way, uh. Uh, Jeffrey Blair uh, has his bottles uh, in a limited release, and they're bottle numbered. Uh, this particular one it is a maximum number of 5,964. I have bottle 1,693. What do you have there, Jeremy? I have 1,657. Ooh, just a little bit ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, so anyway, so this is, yeah, 2012 Pinot Noir. Um, Jeff, do you want to go over the spec sheet? Yeah, this is a 13, 13.9% alcohol. Uh, is aged in oak for French oak for 10 months. Had a production of 481 cases. And the suggested retail is $45. All right. And on my end, kind of talking about the wine more, a 2012 vintage Pinot Noir. Uh, it comes from the Arroyo Seco Appalachian, which is Monterey County area, California. And for those of you not familiar with that area, this is uh, due south, basically, of the San Francisco, San Jose area. A very cool climate. And if you look at the history of viticulture in California, 2012 was a a great year overall in that region. A little bit cooler than normal temperatures, so a little bit higher yields on the vines. And uh, that whole area, when you look at the Monterey Coast, San Lucia Highlands, uh, mountain range, you really get into these uh, these deep valleys where you get uh, fog that comes up every day and really cools the grapes and uh, an ample wind. Uh, uh, so really, you know, it's, it's great for preventing freezes. Uh, as far as the grapes go, you have really gravelly soil, which retain a little bit of heat at night, which protect the, protect the grapes a little bit. And uh, so this is a, you know, should be a great example of Pinot Noir from kind of a classic area for that grape. Um, and speaking of the grapes, uh, just, this one comes from Delfina's Vineyard, and this is uh, actually named after uh, Jeffrey Blair's uh, grandmother. 
and he planted uh, this vineyard, uh, plant Pinot Noir, in 2007 on the family's old ranch. And so that's what we're get to, get, getting to enjoy today. Definitely. And just to touch on your, you know, the specs that Jeff went over about the French joke, um, this wine was aged in both Francois Frere and Seguin Moreau Burgundy barrels, um, with about 45% of the barrels being new. And they did go through malolactic fermentation in about uh, about 10 months of aging. And just uh, out of the glass, so you want to start, Jeff, or you want me to start um, with the nose? Uh, you're doing good. Go ahead. Start. Okay. Uh, so as soon as I pop the bottle open, and mind you, this you know Jeff and I just opened this, um, so it's, it's still breathing and opening up a little bit. Uh, but classic Pinot Noir. You know, when you look at the, that region of California, you know, Pinot Noir is known for being kind of barnyardy. That's, that's one of the tasting notes we use a lot of the time with this particular grape. It can be kind of earthy and soily. And as soon as I popped the cork and got it in the glass, classic, classic Pinot Noir. Uh, earthy, mushroomy, forest floor, barnyard. Uh, not in a nasty way, but it's just that, that really earthy presence uh, that you'd expect from a good high-quality Pinot Noir. And really... The San Lucia Highlands, that whole region, in my opinion, is known for some of the most earthy and intense Pinot from all of California. Yeah, but on the nose, I'm definitely getting uh, strawberry and some cherry. For sure, yeah, definitely red fruits. Yeah, on my end, I definitely get, uh, I agree with you, definitely strawberry and some, some bright cherry. For me, kind of an underlayer. It's funny, even though it's a fruit-forward wine, I still get that earth. That 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 earth is really present on this wine, uh, which is, like I said, just kind of classic for a Pinot. Well, I can't wait. I got to taste it. All right, I, I, I should have told you. I already jumped ahead. I did. No, once my nose in the glass, I had to take a sip. Yeah, very good. Yeah, nice Pinot. You know, really when it when it hits the palate, it really transverses everything from the nose on the palate for me. Um, more yeah. more red fruit drive, very earthy. I would call this a medium acidity. Um, I wouldn't call it too high, but it definitely has a nice crisp acid. Not over oaked. I definitely get the presence of oak with a little you know vanilla, but nothing too major. So I think the ten months in barrel was just enough to kind of get some structure. Uh, kind of pull those tannins back a little bit and then kind of uh, mellow out the wine just a pinch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, your earlier statement about the fruit and stuff, I still taste that uh, from the nose. Um, I don't get a lot of tannins, of course, with Pinot Noir. So it's a nice, nice uh, finish. I'd probably put it at like a medium. What do you think on that one? I agree. Yeah. At this, at this point, I, I wouldn't call the finish long. I think maybe if the wine set open for another hour or two, it would definitely finish a little bit longer. Uh, speaking of that, Jeff, I, I got an aerator in front of me. I'm actually going to dump this glass into another glass, and I'm going to pour another sample through the Venturi aerator and kind of see how it opens up real quick since we're doing this call. Well, I actually have an aerator too, so let me do the same thing. Coincidence. What about that? What's that? How about the coincidence of us both having an aerator at the same time? Well, what do they say? It always pays to be prepared. Okay, nope. uh, now we got to see. So I don't, now we got to see who's the hottest. Yeah. <laughs> Are you using the Venturi as well? No, actually, I don't. I have a 
one of my favorite uh, aerators, which just goes in the bottle, is the vinyl air. Oh, cool! And uh, it's also you know per- proves its purpose as a pouring too, so that you don't get a lot of drips and spills. Yeah, those are great for no drip. Yep, it's always a plus for me because I drip everywhere. <laughs> All right, let's see what it smells like now. Wow, for me, the nose is even more intense with that earthy component. Lots of soil, potting soil, kind of some foresty, you know, decomposing leaves. Kind of cool. Oh, yeah, def- the taste definitely is different, too. Very nice, very nice. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the fruit definitely comes to life. Before the aeration on my end, I definitely wasn't getting a lot of fruit on the palate. It was kind of an understatement below the uh, that earthiness. Now the fruit is just bursting at the seams. Lots of lots of strawberry and cherries, maybe some plums, maybe some spices like cinnamon, some some baking spices. I'm getting more acidity too this time for some reason. Yeah, I'm with you. It definitely woke the wine up quite a bit. So uh, one thing that uh, you may not know is uh, this actually got 89 points through Wine Enthusiast, and this wine through International Wine Review got 90 points. And let me just read the quote they had from there. They said, The Blair Estate 2012 Pinot Noir is a delicious wine boasting dark cherry fruit aromas and flavors with a hint of rose petal. On the attack, it is nicely balanced with good weight, relatively high acidity, silky tannins, and a long finish. This is the second Pinot Noir release from Jeffrey Blair's Delfina's Vineyard, and it's a very good one. Enjoy over the next five to seven years. Nice. I will say, too, when you mentioned finish, Jeff, I don't know about you, but the finish is definitely lengthened already just with having it aerated. It hangs around longer. I, I agree, yeah. I'm also getting yeah. notes of caramel on the nose. Do you get any, like, candy caramel or any kind of white white chocolate? Um, no. <laughs> That's a beauty wine, though, right? We all have our own tasting, our own palate, our own tasting notes. Um, I will mention for you wine geeks, uh, Jeff went over some specs. Uh, so a few more specs on this. Yeah, obviously, you know, what he has listed on his website, above average winter rainfall, you know, and perfect spring and summer temperatures, which is cool in that region. Uh, few, very few heat events, so no uh, no uh, heat spikes. And uh, the harvest was uh, went through mid-October. And uh, kind of cool, they mentioned the field blend. You know, some of the things when we talk about grapes and cloning – there are certain clones that do very, very well in certain regions. And you talk about Texas, and there are definitely certain clones in this state that do so much better when it comes to Tempranillo and whatnot. And the field blend of this particular Pinot we're talking about are clones 115, 667, 777, and Pomard 4. And uh, probably doesn't mean a lot to some people, but for you wine geeks out there, that might mean a lot. So just a little more info on the wine. I don't know about you, but I'm liking the wine. Yeah, very, very enjoyable. Uh, I would call this light to medium body. Uh, you know, this to me would be perfect with uh, kind of a, a Greek pizza or like a mushroom pizza, maybe a pork loin. Those are things that kind of pop out uh, on my end. Well, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so that sounds good to me. Yeah, maybe give you some new ideas for dinner. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I think uh, overall, uh, just you know, I know we haven't let this wine open up that much, but after aeration, kind of giving this wine a little bit more body. Uh, overall, I, 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 this wine is is very well made, very clean. I don't pick up any detectable flaws, uh, no sediments at all at this point. Uh, good color, 
no signs of oxidation on the on this on the site. Uh, it was a little bit tight right out of the bottle, which is expected. Uh, but like I said, once it opened up, you know, red fruit on the nose and on the palate. I get a little bit of uh, that that caramel on the nose. Lots of barnyard. And uh, once again, for those of you new to wine, that's not a bad thing. You know, barnyard is a term we use in the wine world for for interesting earthy wines, and Pinot Noir is one of the few grapes in the world that just really exhibit a lot of that decomposed leaves and forest floor, um, you know, kind of a, that composted effect, uh, not, not like a compost pile, but like a natural effect in, in, a, in a forest or a barnyard. So overall, I, I think it's a great wine. Uh, so Jeffrey Blair, great job. Yes, definitely. And just, we, we didn't mention that this actually came out and was released in summer of uh, 2014. So last year. And, um, uh, I'm digging it. But if, if anybody's, uh wants to order any Pinot Noir or actually any of the other Blair Estate wines, their website is uh, BlairWines.com. And you'll find lots of information along with the, the different wines they have that you can purchase. I'll give it a hip, hip, hooray for Monterey. So I don't know about you, but uh, I'm ready to start drinking, so... Want to call it quits here? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we've kind of gone over the wine and shared our viewpoints on it. And I- I'm with you, bud. I'm hungry now. It's just, I think it's time for dinner to share this <laughs> wine. And also, my wife is in the other room waiting for her glass. Oh, well, that's more important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't knocked down the door yet, but she's waiting for it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Until the next time, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Music